Hi, I'm Lewis Campbell, and I work for a small wine company, and he's Luke Morris, and... I'm in a hotel room, which I'm pretty sure somebody's died in at some point. And together, we're Luke's Talk Wine, who talk all things wine and booze and the popular culture, think when to drink, why we drink it, and the culture that surrounds drinking. Hello, Luke. Hello, Campbell. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? What's going? What's happening? Well, it's all happening. We're moving forward <laughs> onwards and upwards. It is, um, yeah, it has been a terrific week, actually. And oh, yeah? This, yeah. What's, what's been happening? More, more about that later. But uh, okay. this is, for everybody in the listening audience, including you and I, Luke Morris, is Season 3, Episode 9. Oh, I think so. I think you're right, that one. Yep. Woohoo! And this week's topic uh, is expert tips you should know if you're just learning about wine. So Luke Murray and uh, Luke Morrison herself will will hit you up there with some learning tips if you're just getting into wine. And the listener question, actually, from Rochelle in Surrey Hills, who's a, who's a serial contributor to our show. Rochelle, I hope you've uh, voted in the Hot 100. The listener question this week is all about Grenache. Is it a variety on the rise? I think that's probably on the back of uh, International Grenache uh, oh, Red God. Wine Day the, the other day. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Rochelle is coming to us live from Surrey Hills here in, not the Surrey Hills in Sydney where you are, Murray, but the Surrey Hills here in Victoria. And that list of question is all about Grenache. Um, wow. But as always, in every episode, the way we start the episode is Luke Morris. What's been happening in your wine world this week? Ow! You touch on a few things. I am in Sydney, so I'm not. This isn't a hotel room. This is an Airbnb. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it, it, the 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 photographs are very uh, whitewashed. Um, someone had turned that color spectrum up a lot. There's a there's a lot more dank in the room than. Uh, but anyway, it's nice to it's nice to be. Out and about in Sydney, Sydney Fringe Festival. Just hanging out with a mate who did a show at Fringe, did the Sydney Half Marathon, ran across the bridge and finished at the Opera House, which was fun. Wow. And um, getting out to a few little uh, wine bars and pubs, which you would have seen if you follow us on the Instas. Uh, did I did see of- that. You took a few of my recommendations. Many wouldn't, but you did, which is great to see. Get out. Oh, do you know? I told I, I, my mate lives in Redfern. I'm mm. in Newtown, mm. and I found I got a, a Google Maps between the distance between my place and theirs. It's about a twenty minute walk, but like less like a five minute diversion of either, either side of that twenty minute walk is. She loves you wine bar on one side and the bank hotel on the other side. And Boom. I was like, mate, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is going to be touch and go. <laughs> but Well, um, I did see you enjoying yourself, so it wasn't touch and go. You got there, you got through, uh, and you battled on, which is excellent. Yeah, battled on. Um, I will mention, I, 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 top, top of my brain is the hottest 100. I don't think Rochelle has voted. We're right. still on 20 votes total. Um, okay. I think we need to somehow make the voting form more accessible. The only thing I can think of for that is, how, how can you edit your website, the Vinified website? 
Can we sneak a page on there and tell people to go to your website and then find a link on there? That is outside of my purview. However, let me think about that one. Let me think about that one. Okay. I might have a workaround there. Because rather than Luke's talk, why and create a whole new website, it'd be probably a lot more fun and easier to just tell people to go to the Vinified website, click on Luke's talk line um, yes. as a drop-down option. And yes, that's an it idea. Will be that's there. an idea. It might, it, might, it might be there and it might be on a blog page, but I have to first work out how to circumnavigate that. So leave that with me okay. and I will update you. Yep. Otherwise, go to the Instagram page and click on the um, connection. But... This, is, this has been a long intro because there is something I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Hunter Valley so. Wines, wines mm-hmm. from New South Wales in general. Mm-hmm. I tell you without a doubt that I, every place I've gone into, I've looked at the wine list and looked to see, to try and drink local, and it has not been easy. Yeah, isn't this strange? As a New South Welshman, it was very, very difficult. And I've written lists in Sydney and I've worked at at famous restaurants in Sydney. Uh, It was always hard to get New South Wales, whether Orange or Mudgee or Hunter Valley Wines, wherever they're from, across the the line on wine lists. Whereas in Victoria... Victorian, as a non-Victorian, I note that Victorians are extremely parochial, whether that is because in Melbourne here we have like the dress circle that surround us, Macedon, Mornington, Geelong, oh, Gippsland, yeah. Yarra type stuff. But, I mean, literally, the Hunter is a stone's throw from Sydney. It's 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 an hour and 15, hour and hour and a half, say, at, at, if you're plodding along. And, you know, Mudgee's close, Orange is a bit further, but I, I don't understand it, Luke Morris, so that does not surprise me. A I few was years shocked ago. because I used to tell people, like, I understand, but it's just locally in Victoria, we know the quality of our wines and we're not afraid mm. to drink them. And that's, yep. that's, that's good. That's a very good thing. New South Wales, I know the quality of the wines produced here, but I used to tell customers that we didn't get very many of them in Victoria because people in Sydney and New South Wales drank them all up. And they either went to export or they consumed within New South Wales. And that's the same sort of reason why, you know, there's not a lot of people drinking Pyrenees Shiraz in other states of Victoria because Victorians drink them all. They know they're good. They drink them here. There's not that much of them. But now being in New South Wales, I'm a little bit more surprised by the fact that why isn't there like a flood of Hunter Valley wineries on every menu that I look at? Why? What? What? I I haven't seen Semyon listed anywhere. What's going on? Well, that's a problem. I, I oh. think as well. I think as well. In, in days gone by, like I know there was a um, uh, tourism New South Wales just pre-COVID. I'm, I'm going to say 2000 as uh, early as 2019. There was a Tourism New South Wales, a wine New South Wales campaign, hashtag ask for it, and just to get people to ask for New South Wales wines and get people to put them on. I'm sure if you went to a lot of the top um, 
you know, a top restaurants, whatever they might be in Sydney, they would be there. But the problem is, we need them at the grass loops. We need them at the grass roots. Grass loops level, yes. <laughs> I can't go to the, the top restaurants in Sydney, mate. We need some at my level of uh, consumption. Well, 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 me too. I, I wouldn't be going there either. I'd be going to the the, part, the bars and pubs and, and wine bars because I'd be looking, I'd be searching out for what people are drinking, which is what you're doing, and you're not finding them. And so that's a problem. Yeah. We yeah. need people I, to find these wines. These are I should, delicious wines. I should, I should clarify. So the bank didn't, and there was a Acadia. I went to Acadia, and I yes. didn't, don't think there was something there. Um, there's, there's a place called uh, Hive. They had one New South Wales wine on their list, and that was very good. I had that. Um, yeah. I haven't been to She Loves, she loves You yet. Yes. Um, but the... Other place, I don't know if you know this place, the Courthouse, also known as the Courty. Um, they had a very good wine list. It, um, so that's probably the, the, the leading wine place to go to that I've been to so far. Because oh, it right, just okay. had, yeah, well, the, it, it seemed to have a, a lot of different, yeah, it seemed to have a lot of different um, wineries that I suspected looking at them going, that, that seems like it's a local Line up, it's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was just shocked. I thought there must be. I, th I thought the um, I was in, I was anticipating a lot more wines from the from the area than than they have 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 appeared. And I th maybe it's maybe it is. Is it this? Is it the the growth and the marketing campaign of South Australia being so dominant that people's palates haven't moved or? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think well, New, New South. You said well, it was hard to New get people, when you when you worked in restaurants. You said it was hard to get across the line. Mm. Local wines, why? Yeah, I don't know. The, the the parochialism isn't the same as what it here is in Victoria. And you know, I, I've lived and worked in, in, in Brisbane as well, and, and that their their support of their very small. Um, wine regions which are in their infancy compared to ours is double what it is in new south wales and they produce like a poof teeth of um the wines so I, I don't know I, I can't answer the question yeah absolutely good on them i agree yeah well well maybe we can go across to another topical question because you've been a roadblock on this we don't know why new south wales doesn't drink new south wales but you should because we mm, know it's good absolutely Hi, this is Luke Morris from Luke's Talk Wine. I've written some books, so visit lukemorrisha.com.au. Go there, see the books, buy one, support the podcast. That's lukemorrisha.com.au, L-U-K-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-H-A.com.au. Have a great day. And right in, just like uh, Rochelle has this week with her question later in the episode. But this week's episode is the top tips you should know if you're just learning about wines, Luke Morris. I know this is a topic close to your heart because you're an industry veteran, but you're always spruiking, you know, uh, a couple of tips here and there. And I, I thought it was about time. This is a topic we really, you know, we, we've discussed how to advance your palate in the podcast before and whatever. But what are a couple of tips? you know, for people who are just getting into wine, the daunting world of wine. Have you got a few few easy, you know, uh, hits for people? Luke I Morris? have. 
Uh, I think I only really have one. Mm. And mm. it's probably one with a category A underneath it. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you as a bundle. It's number one, <laughs> just write. Write what you're tasting. Write about what you're, 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 um, you're drinking. That will force you to use words and make you think a bit more about what you're drinking. Now, it doesn't have to be like writing a, a backstory to the winery and things like that. It, it really is just in creating your palate and getting to identify what things are right. And within that, and it frustrates me because I tell this all the time and people, I don't know why they don't take up the advice because they all say, oh, yeah, because the more you write, the more you, you get sick of writing words like uh, taste like gooseberries. And you and you and you start to like. Oh, it's not quite gooseberries because that other one was gooseberries. This is a bit more. Oh, I don't know. So either you know you, you should drink something other than just Sauvignon Blanc all the time, and that will grow your palate, or it will make you, it will force you to think and use different words. And the other thing, so the adjunct to that, the the one A to that is by, uh, I think it's called Wine Tasting Guide. It's like 10 bucks, cheap as chips. It's a little booklet that you can stick inside, uh, I want to say a Picking wallet or anything. Yeah, any sort of little pocket. Slips out, it folds out into uh -huh. a, a large A4 sort of size piece of paper that has suggestions of wine words that is, are used, that are used. Yep. So it will... It will it, it's not everything will be on there is exact, but it's suggestions for things like Shiraz, and then there will be like 15 words that typically might be in a Shiraz, and that will help your brain also when you've got that, oh, what is this, what is this, and you start going through and you go, leather, yeah, maybe leather, or oh, blueberries, or oh, black currant, or yeah, it just helps um, trigger writing those words so the more you write the better you'll get underline exclamation mark do that if you don't do that don't pass go don't go collect two hundred dollars i think it's a really good suggestion as to just updating your vocabulary and just working on that and just learning the associated lingo like Wine expertise is all about linking that odour or the flavour with its recognised name. And, and so I might be thinking lemon and you you're, might be thinking citrus, you know, like, and so there's no oh, way yeah. wrong there. There isn't any one. And I know, told so a customer it's... this yesterday. I, I said, all wines, all words are wine words. Yep. Like, you are not wrong with what you're saying, unless it is, you know, blatantly wrong. But it's only only in terms if you start saying, "Oh, it's really chocolatey." And you're like, I don't know if reasoning can be described as chocolatey. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, or, or you know, very citrusy for a, a Shiraz. You know, if, unless it's completely off. But you know, citrus, sherbetty or lemony or something like that might be just your slight take on the word, because. Here's the thing for you, Campbell. Um, 
everybody perceives color slightly differently and it all comes down to how you were trained and taught what color is for words. Well, well, that, that so that's the same thing for your taste buds. And I couldn't agree more. This this would be probably one of my uh, big tips. It's it's don't be afraid to, to make a mistake. Like a lot of people avoid wine tasting and wine taping games because you know they're they're afraid to, to fail. But it's it's okay, like to make mistakes. Like the the famous French experiment, which um, all those judges got together and they. Uh, with, with white wines and they artificially coloured them red with odourless coloured dye. It really <laughs> highlighted the impact of yeah. people's thoughts and expectations and how they taste wine. Like It's almost like sometimes we drink wine w- with our eyes. It, even experts get it wrong regularly. Like So yeah. my big tip is don't be afraid to make those mistakes. Uh, as as Maury said, you know, get get some vocab going. Take a load of notes. The other thing is, I'm a big one for comparative tasting. Like taste wines, my tip would be as well as don't be afraid to make mistakes. Would be taste wine side by side in the comparative compare and contrast. I don't think an expert ever became an expert by just drinking their favourite wine all the time. Like. You know, branch out, stick to the one variety, sure, but look at the other different regions where it comes from. Try a wine by the glass. If you're drinking Hunter Semillon this month, try some Bordeaux Semillons or try some sweet Sauternes Semillons or try it mixed with Sauvignon Blanc from Margaret River. Like, try Semillon, but try it in its variant styles, like rather than just buying, you know, the same thing all all time no expert became an expert by drinking their favorite wines i'll give you the tip it it is it is expensive to do that which is why yeah going to those classes where they do a flight and getting to to try a whole bunch of things and making those notes so that you can quite clearly see what the difference was and it might be subtle differences but that's that's it don't 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 be too shocked to find that there's only a little bit of difference between two wines because sometimes that's it, but you might actually have a preference and it will be that subtle difference is what makes the the wine that you'll pay $50 for versus the wine that you'll pay $30 for or something. You just like it more and it might be, you know, something tiny. But that's why doing those flights are, are really, really good. Definitely. Hey, one, one variety I really like, and one variety that Rochelle really likes <laughs> is Grenache. Yep. She writes this week, actually, what about Grenache? All about Grenache. Is it, is it a variety on the rise from Rochelle in Surrey Hills? Grenache is an amazing variety. Recently, it's been celebrated by one of those days. I mean, I drink it all around the year. Sometimes I drink it chilled. Sometimes I drink it aged. It's a pretty versatile, great variety, but Grenache is responsible for some of the most delicious and expensive wines in the world. Maury, what, what are your feelings on Grenache? How's it, what's the most expensive Grenache? I, I, I usually think of expensive wines being Burgundy and Bordeaux and uh, Champagne gives it a nudge. And uh, you, you're, you're thinking of the, the shut and left the pups. Yeah, it would be. Well, what about... Um, 
what's that uh, Shadow Reyes, which is a Shadow Nerf to Pat, but it's more popular. You know, um, it's probably even more popular. But single handedly, those wines are probably you know two and fifteen hundred, two thousand a throw Australian. Like um, Shadow Reyes is a pretty extraordinary wine from the Southern Rhone. It, it's a legendary Shadow Nerf, sure, but it's probably more uh, well known as a Grenache. I would hazard a guess than a Shadow Nerf to Pat. In fact, um, Shadow Reyes is bigger. If you've ever seen a label, it's bigger on the label than what the, the region is, uh, uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically. But it's probably one of the first growths of Shadow Nerf to Pat, if you would. Um, it's pretty oh. distinctive. It's been around since the 30s. Yeah. But California, oh. California has some extremely. Um, Famous and expensive Grenache. Grenache is probably just as important in the wine world as what Cabernet Sauvignon is. If you think about the wines of Spain, you know, Grenache. Grenache is important to oh, them and their Tempranillo yeah. blends. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Priorato wines, Catalonia. It's just an interesting thing when you, when you mention it like that because we think of it as something that's on the rise, but it's like, it's here. It's been around for a while. Is, yeah. is there more planting going on? Because there's oh, there's a lot of old vine Grenache and there's, particularly in, out of the Brossa, and there's some cracking old wines so, made from Grenache, but is there more planting? I'm glad, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you asked about planting because I've actually got some numbers here, would you believe? Ooh. I've done some research. Oh. So the major regions of the world, there are 456,000 acres worldwide under planting of Grenache as of 2021, so we're a year ago. There's 200, the biggest uh, region under production is France at 250,000 acres, predominantly in the Rhone slash Chateau Neuf de Pap. Second is Spain with 170,000 acres in Priorat and Catalonia in the east. Italy is third, 55,500 acres, including Sardinia, Sicily, Calabria. The United States, 10,000 acres, basically Washington State and some in California. And then Australia with 8,000 acres under vine across Victoria, South Australia and New South Wales. That doesn't, that doesn't sound mention like a lot. WA, but they'd have to... It doesn't sound like a lot, but there'd have to be some planted in WA as well. As, as well, this uh, website didn't mention it at the time, but I found that pretty interesting because when that was that? Is, though? is that is that um, is twenty? That was twenty twenty one. Do you know? Was there is there a percentage growth on that? Like for the last ten years or something? No, there wasn't. There was just figures as of what was planted. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Um, and, and so on that, like, as, as we, we mentioned Grenache of Spain, uh, in Italy it's referred to as Cananao, uh, which comes off the islands. We call it Grenache, Grenache, mate. Uh, but, I mean, in Australia it was one of those wine styles that a lot of fortified was made out of. It had its part in past, it's unmistakably candied fruit kind of thing going on. But really... Um, a winemaker's kind of a winemaker sees Grenache as, and probably maybe 
consumers as well, Luke Morris. What where would you say it fits? About halfway between Pinot and Shiraz, you reckon? Like, oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up it's up towards the Shiraz thing, but it, it is a um, it's been described as a um uh a Shiraz lover's Pinot, I think. So oh, if somebody if, if somebody doesn't if somebody's having a Shiraz but just wants to step down a little bit um, without going all the way to Pinot, Grenache. But oh, I, I had a winemaker once describe Grenache to me as uh, Grenache delivers what Pinot promises, and I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, that's a big them's, them them's fighting words." Oh yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, what is like that like um, is, 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 does that make uh, Pinot Noir Domino's and uh, Grenache crust <laughs> delivering <laughs> I do like slang words no no it's just, I'm just in terms um, of, of uh, Domino's like their, 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 their ads are like these oh look at these beautiful pizza and then it turns up and it's just like oh god is this what we got and then Crust is like, yeah, it's his pizza. And then it turns up, it's like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> what about taste, Murray? What do you reckon? How would you Can describe I... the taste of Grenache? What does it taste like? Uh, I usually say it's a bit meaty. I, yep. you, you, you often use candy fruit, but I don't. I, like, I've seen that. In some, it's more like coming out of some not um, Rhone Valley French Grenache, but some other regions of France make Grenache that's like that. But I don't yeah, see well, much of that in Austra Australia. Australia. No, I think, I think um, thankfully we've kind of moved on that. We're picking it earlier, so it's it it's, it remains medium bodied, but that. Um, deceptively higher alcohols uh, placated by the fact that they're picking it earlier. Acids a little bit higher. It has those Grenache has those wonderful aromas, yeah, that that meaty edge. But it also has this kind of orange rind and hints of yeah. earth and things like that. But it all it'll also throw up on the palate those herbal notes and tobacco and dried aromas if handled correctly. Like it, it is really really distinctive. What do you? McLaren Bowl or Pirat in Spain or, or even um, the islands of Italy. Like, it'll throw up all kind of different characteristics, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, French Grenache is probably the famous, the famous example of that. But if you drink stuff from the US, they can be quite sweet. But the, um, you know, I guess it's horses for courses. You've got to try them from the different regions to get a, get a, get a clasp on them. Is the problem that Grenache has had that it is blended so much and that it is the it is the backbone of so much blends because you know it's not the, it's not it does it's not the starring role in most wines and so we don't recognize it as a superstar but it does you know it's the workman it's it's the um Marcus Ashcroft of the uh, Brisbane Lions during the, the nineteen nineties. You know, the, the, was the it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't an Alastair Lynch and it wasn't the uh, Simon Black, but it was. It, it was. It gets the job done week in, week out. 
reliable, not a superstar. Yeah, no, I could probably relate to that. I think it's coming to the front a little bit more now. People are realising how they're handling it. People are really, you know, dr- drilling down on, on how they're doing it and they're exploring the variety as a straight variety rather than a blend. So I, I think we're moving on from that, which is a great, great, um, great, What it, it's a great kind of, it make, makes makes for a great wine. Like, what am I trying to say, Luke Morris? Um, it is, is just, the gas, it makes for a more the distinctive gas in Australian, what's, what's, what's an Australian Grenache that you'd, you'd point at as a, as a good example? Oh, gee, I love the Thorny Devil out of um, Thistledown Wines in McLaren Vale. I'm actually, oh, right. in this this coming uh, Thirsty Thursday, which comes up in this month, is September 22nd. I'm actually interviewing Alex from Clarendon Hills, and we're going to be talking his oh. Grenache, and we're going to be tasting Grenaches off, a, off an 80-year-old vineyard. So here's Clarendon Hills Grenache. It's pretty Clarendon salty. Hills is a good uh, ministry of good clowns. shout. If if anybody can grab some of that stuff, they're, they're pretty good wines. Yeah, uh, Ministry of Cloud Grenache. Again, these are all from McLaren Vale. McLaren Vale has that kind of um, Mediterranean sandy soil, ancient soils down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of the ones that I would throw at you. Uh, do you have any you might throw out? Uh, I'm thinking Killer Cologne has some pretty good oh, yeah. Grenache yeah. access. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Can't think of it too. Oh, obviously, there's Charlie Mountain's Nine Popes. Yes. Um, but I don't know whether or not you're trying to, to steer the conversation to, to single variety or if the Nine Popes counts? Because I think the Nine Popes is actually Shiraz dominant. Gee, the Nine Popes, I think it put Grenache on the map, I, I, I think, you know. I, absolutely, it put Shiraz. It in put Australia. Those kind of, um, in, in Australia, absolutely. Shiraz and Grenache blends, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, what have you been drinking? You said you're up there in Sydney and you can't find any New South Wales wines. What <laughs> have you been drinking? Um. Do you know what's really good after a run is a chocolate milkshake. Right. <laughs> There's easy source of proteins and um, good chocolate sugars to, to get back into the body. Anybody who does um, exercise in general, they did a, they did a study in, um, I want to say England, but I don't think it was actually done in England. Maybe it was. But I was talking to my mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, who's a GP over there, and he was saying, "You got to get some." He said milk, but I I know it's actually technically chocolate milk is the one that they say is the best. It's better than any of those energy drinks you have after workout. Wow! Because um, it just restores well, more to the that? body. Just, just the pure calcium just gets you going. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's the pro- I think it's the proteins, the milk proteins, it's just absorb. Get get you both liquid and protein back in the body. There you go. That's a little. How about that? A little fun fun tip. Jeez, it's not just wine here, it's, and but in popular culture, it's nutrition. It's nutrition, yes. What have you been drinking? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm going to leave. We're, we're um, 
I'll point out that this is this is morning where we're recording, and I'm going. I'm getting hungry. I'm going to go off for lunch, and because I'm on holiday technically, I'm going to go and um, find one of those bars and see if I can find a um, New South Wales drink to drink. Well, you might have to drink schooners of Reshes uh, off the tap. Reshes schooner of Reshes. I've Rishes, seen that, yes. but I've been afraid to oh. order it. I was afraid oh. to order it because it, uh, oh, it, it looks it, the, the the badge doesn't look that good. I tell you what, though, somebody this is this is the age. I don't know if this is the age of people these days or what, but you know Bob Hawke. I do, and his name is spelled H A W K E. Yep, I do. Bob Hawke. I know that. Yeah. The, I went to a bar and they have a uh, Hawks Pale Ale with Bob oh, Hawks yes. face. Young Henry's. It. Young Henry's. That, that might be it. Yeah. And I, I pointed at that. Brewery. I, I pointed at that and I said, oh, I have a schooner of that, please. And the uh, lady behind the counter said, oh, just one schooner of Hawkies. And I was like, <laughs> not, that's not how you say that word, but I I don't know if you know who the picture is. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a fun thing that you guys say. I'm not going to correct you. I'm just going to say yes and get my beer. <laughs> yeah, she, she she may have been ill-informed, you know. But you know that that's that's happened. There's a, there's a Australia-wide staff short, shortage, so you never know. Oh, it's a political shortage, really. I don't know. <laughs> well, can't yes, really blame it. staffing on that. <laughs> well, it might have been her age. She might have had no yeah. idea who that uh, person was. I'm sus- I was very suspicious of the an age <laughs> grab thing, mate. Um, Hawkins. Oh, take, well, take I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad that it didn't. Um, I'm glad that it didn't deter you. But yeah, sneak around the Erskineville Hotels, not far from. It's only a short stroll down the road from you. Just sleep. Oh there. yeah, no, that's where I was. That's where, that's where that incident happened. Schooner uh, rushes off the tap. The Urco. What? What about you, mate? What are you consuming, mate? I had um, I had a gin that tasted like gin over the weekend, which I was just thrilled about. <laughs> but as well as having a couple of those, I, I um, I, I actually had. It was a revelation. I had a bottle of Plan B. Cabernet Sauvignon from the Franklin River area of WA, so south of Margaret River, and it had a splash of Sangiovese. And I had no expectations of the wine, but I guzzled it down. Um, over a day or two, actually over the weekend, I started it on the Friday night, finished it on the Saturday night, and it was just utterly delicious. It was one of those bottles I didn't want to end. Um, it just it had it wasn't overly fruit forward, but it was just balanced and had everything I wanted from the Cabernet, but then it just had this real fruit punch from the Sangiovese, a la Super Tuscan, but it was like, you know, a, a third of the price at $37.95 or whatever. Um, yeah, from a, a not well-renowned region, but certainly is for Cabernet, but not Sangiovese, nor a world-renowned uh, producer, Plan B, but uh, utterly delicious. So that's what I've been drinking. Uh, so Source it I- out, people, so if you can't find it. There's there's a couple of things in that. Uh, I'll, I'll um, I I I I struggled to in, get into Plan B wines because of the name. Like, mm-hmm. where's Plan A? Why am I? 
what's what's this plan B stuff you're trying to pass off onto me? Well, it just it, there's just some disconnect there. That's that's my prejudice. That's my fault. But I don't I don't know who who thought that that was a great marketing idea. But uh, do you know what's important? I should mention that yeah. I have had this week because my friend's show she um has a uh, glass of wine at the end of the show. And she was doing five nights, and yeah. uh, she she wanted me to get one bottle of wine, so she could just pour mm-hmm. a little bit of, of wine out and have that for each night. Easily, Ooh. easily lasted the five nights and tasting great. In fact, it went through to I think we we actually finished off the bottle on the sixth night um, oh, as gosh. as a knockoff knockoff. Six nights, still drinking very well. Koleski. Oh, yes. It, it was a GSM. And I can't remember oh, yes. which one it was. I can't, I can't remember what, like, they, they name, it, name it something. But. Um, yeah, I think. Is it, is it called Johans or Johan Georg? It's. Oh, um, yeah. It was only Troy, like 25 bucks. The brothers Koleski. But yeah. yeah Good one. I, I sort of. I ran in and I looked around um, and I had just had faith that that one. Was gonna go the distance, and it did. Koleski, yes, they can make wine. They can. The brothers Koleski. Oh my god, such great history. Grow their uh, grandfather and father used to grow for Grange. Excellent, great suggestion. Well, what a week. Good catching up. But hey, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, you can get in touch with us here at Luke's Talk Wine at Gmail with any of your vexing wine questions or you can don't forget to vote in our hottest 100 by the link tree on instagram at luke's talk wine he's been luke morris i've been luke campbell you can find me on the socials at vinified underscore wine underscore services and the words of the great tony barber keep smiling and bye for now see ya vinified are the wine sellers specialists We're Australia's only personal sommelier service. Our sommeliers work with you to build you a cellar. Our aim is to bring you the wines from the freshest new producers, all based on your tastes. We can come to you, source your wines, present tastings. Think of Vinified as your wine concierge. We can do retail, we can do tastings, we can host your dinner parties, or we can procure you that rare wine Vinified is proud to be associated with Luke's Talk Wine. www.vinified.com.au